Hello, my beautiful people, and welcome to another episode of Authentic Alchemy. I am so incredibly grateful that you are here. If you are returning, thank you so much for coming back. And if you are new to the show, then welcome. I am so grateful to have you here. And I'm really excited for today's guest episode. Today we have the beautiful Alexis Marie of Inner Mystica. She is, oh my gosh, such a goddess. She is just a pure embodiment of the divine feminine. I just absolutely adore this woman. And in this conversation, we dive all into the divine feminine archetypes and how to activate the dark feminine within and express sacred rage and all about how to be in your pleasure. She is just pure magic. I really want to do another episode with her. Uh, She knows so much. Her knowledge and understanding and embodiment of these divine feminine archetypes is just incredible. I really hope that you receive so much from this episode. I know I did having the conversation. Um, And I am going to stop talking so that we can head on over to the episode because it's so good. So without further ado, I would love to introduce my beautiful guest, Alexis Marie. Hello, Alexis, and welcome to Authentic Alchemy. I'm so grateful that you're here. Hi, Emily. Oh, it's so good to see you and connect. And I'm just really excited for our conversation today. Yay. I'm really excited because I feel like I just get to catch up with a beautiful friend of mine, which is really nice. So I'd love to start our conversation the way I start all of my conversations on here and ask you, what does authenticity mean to you? Mm -hmm. So I love that question. I think for me right now, there's a big piece of this coming through around being true for myself, like doing it for nobody but myself. But I think authenticity is definitely, it's being real, it's being raw, it's being honest with yourself. Like, and that that above all else is kind of what I've been feeling lately of like, I want to do it for me. And that is the most authentic thing I can do, not doing it for anybody else. Um, so yeah, that would be my answer today. <laughs> I love that you just said that would be my answer today because your answer could be different tomorrow. And that's so beautiful. <laughs> I guess that, that's part of what authenticity means as well, doesn't it? Oh, so beautiful. I I think that that's actually something that a lot of people struggle with is doing things for themselves and and really sinking into that. So that's a really beautiful example. Um, before we like really dive in, I'd love for our listeners who haven't met you before, can you give us a little backstory as to who you are and how you got here today? Yes, totally. And just a comment on that piece of like, we're always evolving. So I do feel like, you know, like our answers can be different day to day. And that's part of that um, being really real with ourselves. Like sometimes that in itself can be uncomfortable, like even doing things differently than the way you've done or the way you plan to do it, even if it was just a week ago, um, is part of just like the flow, right, of life. Um, But yeah, I would love to share a little bit of my journey. So I went to school to be a pharmacist. 
So I spent six years in school getting my doctorate in pharmacy, like really thinking that was going to be it. Like, right. I, I worked so hard to get this degree and like, that was going to be it. I was going to be a pharmacist. Perfect. Um, right. Like modern day medicine woman, which I wasn't even into the archetype of medicine woman at the time. All I really knew was um, I wanted to do something in healing and medicine. And that was, you know, the, the direction I went. It was pretty, pretty quick. I realized <laughs> that um, it was not what I thought it was going to be. I got burnt out really quick. So I was in my mid twenties, like should have been in the most like, you know, healthy part of my life. And I was burnt out. I was having physical pain. I was working 13 hour days with no lunch break. Like it was not, it was not pretty. Um, so I spent about five years in that world of pharmacy and I finally hit my breaking point because I was also young. Like I, I had the energy to do it so I could do it learned a lot, like was beautiful and teaching me about boundaries, working with people. Like I am so grateful (laughs) for that time in my life. But I hit, I hit a a breaking point where I literally just one day was like broke down in tears. And, you know, my coworkers were like, I've never seen you like this. Like you're always so like strong and solid. And I just lost it. Um, And, but I was still in the mindset of like, what can I do in this 3d world that I knew. Right. So I was still thinking in the, in the world of pharmacy. So I ended up, I reached out to a friend who I had graduated with knowing he had worked at this small company, like five years ago at the time. And he was like, yeah, I'm actually the district manager. Now I would love to interview you for this new position. So I entered into this new position, which was less stressful on the outside. But (laughs) what I like to say is it was a different kind of stress. It was this internal stress of just like, I am not in the right place. Because when it was externally stressful, I could blame it on my 13 hour days, on my awful, like, right, like just stressful days. And when I switched into a job that was beautiful, I had an hour lunch break. I got to drive to the beach for lunch. I worked with beautiful people. It was not stressful. I was good at it. Like it was on paper, everything that I wanted. But every day when I would walk into the office, I would just get this feeling of like, I'm walking into like this constrictive, like it felt like a prison of of a sort. Right. And so that was probably a year into that, that job was when I started my like awakening, like had my big awakening experience. I, um, before that I was like a little into yoga. I had done yoga teacher training. I had started to do, you know, just like dip my toe into the world of, um, you know, the spiritual world and the, the more mystical type of things. Um, I'd always had a very open and like, um, I would say connection of my own right to spirit. Like I've always had that. Um, even when I was in a very like, you know, um, typical, you know, working job, but the piece for me when I was, so I was in this place of like, had a huge awakening, like open to stuff that I have never experienced before, like full body awakenings. And I'm in this office job and it was just such this like stark (laughs) contrast of like, huh, I don't know how or what, or 
how this is going to unfold, but I do know I'm not in the right place. Like this office is not the right place for me. Like there is just so much in me. This is not (laughs) where I'm going to be. So it was like, probably took me a year of like really just getting deep, deep, (laughs) like getting really true with myself of, I don't know what it's going to look like, but I trust, I trust so deeply what is inside of me. And I don't know what it's going to look like. And so it was like a year of that, of, of still being in that job. And the, the kind of, you know, again, I, I, I needed these little, like at the time, these little like kicks in the butt <laughs> and my little moment at that job. So I was two years in, I was already at a place where I like, I knew I was ready to leave, but I just wasn't ready to like make that jump into like the complete unknown. And I got shingles. So at the age of 30, I got shingles, which is basically it's a reemergence of the chickenpox vaccine. It's a painful rash. It's like this, um, it's in your nerve, in your nervous system. So it's in the nerves and it creates this rash that is painful that usually they attribute it to people who are like over the age of 65 or immunocompromised. Or as I learned though, I was talking to more and more people who had it when they were younger due to stress. And again, it wasn't externally stressful. It was like this internal stress of like, you're not in the right place. And so that was my kind of moment. I remember sitting in the doctor's office and I was not expecting it to be shingles. I thought it was something, I thought it was like a bug bite gone wrong. And he was like, I think you have shingles. And then he did all the testing and it was like confirmed. You definitely have shingles. I remember sitting in the doctor's office And I just, I had this loud, loud voice within me of like, it's time, like it's time to leave your job. And, you know, I've talked to many people who their way, and because it's different for every person, but their way of stepping into something new was to have both. They were able to have their job and create a new business and and do both, right? And kind of like have this bridge as they walk towards it. My journey was not like that, right? And and later I've heard people like, well, I don't recommend doing it that way. And I'm like, well, that was my way of, I really had no idea what I was going to do. And I like jumped off a cliff because it was just so loud and true for me, right? And I think that's coming back to like, what's authentic for you. It's going to look different for every single person. But for me, that voice was so loud. Um, It was like, you have to, you have to go. And so over those years, it has just been this beautiful journey of trust, of trying different things. What opened me up initially was the work of archetypes. So working with different feminine archetypes. And so I just got to play for like a year, holding circles of doing astrology readings, of just like playing in the things that I loved um, and seeing what happened. And so it was a journey. And so that's like, that was about four years ago when I left my job. And so now it's just been this journey of moving forward um, and deeper into that embodiment work, deeper into working with the feminine archetypes, working with all the wisdom that we hold within. Um, but yeah, in a nutshell, that's <laughs> kind of the the beginning of my journey to where I am now. Yeah. I, yeah. I have follow-up questions, but before I really want to anchor in that, like, your way of doing it and and taking those steps to creating change 
can and will look completely different to everybody else around you. And that's okay. Like we have very similar stories in the sense that I, like I had that same, like kind of like intense voice of like now, like, and I remember being terrified being like, I, I remember actually saying to myself, just we'll go back to work for one more year and we'll do that. And, and in that year, we'll figure out what we're going to do. And I just remember this like intense, like whole body, like voice, but it was like a, a feeling and like a no, and it was just like a, no, you need to take next year off. And what's really, really interesting, and this isn't something that I've shared on the podcast um, yet, although maybe I have by the time that this has come out is that this year I'm actually going back to full-time work and am going to do the straddle this time. And in the past month, I had this like whole thing of being like, well, maybe I shouldn't have like had like 2022 off of, you know, maybe I should have done the straddle then. And and what am I doing? And I'm going, no, what was right for me was having that year to figure out like, who I was without that label of teacher and without all of the um, stress of being somewhere that didn't feel like where I belonged and learning and having the flexibility to be able to learn about business and creating a business in a really, really intentional, intense way where that was my main focus. And the thing is, is that you can always go and I don't even like the word go back, but go back and, you know, play around with doing it differently. Like life is long. I know we hear the saying like life is short and yes, that's true in in a lot of ways, but life is long. Like you've got time to experiment and play and figure it out. You've got time to take a year to go. I just need to like deeply rest and play and have fun. Like you've got time and that's okay and you can change your mind and do things differently and take that leap of faith like there is space and time to do that and I know that you know both of us are in the fortunate space where we you know we don't have um our own children to to worry about and and that kind of thing like at this point in time in our lives and we still have other responsibilities and things like that so it's it really is that reminder that just take that leap. Do what feels really good for you. If doing, if like doing the straddle between like having like a side hustle that you build over like two or three or four or five years before you take that leap feels good for you, do that. But don't not take the leap because you feel like you, you shouldn't or you can't or because if if taking that leap of faith is what is right for you and feels really good for you, then that's, then do it. Like, listen to that intuitive knowing because I promise you that magic will happen. And I and I bet that you will, like, back me up on that. There's so many magical moments have happened because of that. Yeah. Yeah, and there is no wrong way to do it. Mm-hmm. And coming back to, like, your way is going to look different from anybody else's. So it's really getting really real with that voice within you and trusting it and also not judging, like like you said, like, going back like going back even though it's not because you're going to be in a completely new place and I know for me the the year I took off which was one of the hardest years of my life I took off I had to recalibrate my whole system into a new way of being because I was so in my masculine I was so in my work and that is that is 
where my worthiness is. That's how I'm success. I know success. Like I was so in my masculine that I needed a year to totally recalibrate my system to actually, and to get out of that, it took me that time. I needed that time to like really switch gears and to move in a completely different way. And then I was able to come back to center where I was balancing both Mm. my masculine and feminine, but I really needed that time. And so you don't know like what internally is going on for you during that time Mm. can be some of the biggest stuff that is so hard to measure (laughs) externally. Right. And I look back at that year and I'm like, I moved across the country. I like, it was a complete shift for me. And that, and you might look on paper, like I didn't do much. I did though. That was one of my like most intense and most transformative years of my life. So also like honoring like the internal work, like that's, that's, that's the big stuff. And that's what creates the the flow and effect of that uh, external like shifts of the external shifts. And I love that you said that because that's how I feel about 2022 for me. Like, I feel like I needed and I had this beautiful year of completely recreating one who who I am in the world, who I show up as in the world, and two, like my entire way of being and thinking and feeling like a recalibration of my nervous system and my um you know, my mindset and my belief system. And it almost feels like, you know, I'm not going back to work. I'm coming into a a new world because I'm actually a different person stepping into, you know, the classroom this year. I, um, and it's almost feels like a, like a bit of a, like a reintroduction of like, this is who I am. And, and, that feels really beautiful. And I don't know about if this if you felt like this, but particularly when you do have that big, you know, uh, if you want to call it like the spiritual awakening and and it does feel like that tower moment where just kind of like everything just crumbles down around you, like everything you thought and believed about the world just kind of like falls away and you're like, I I don't even know what I believe anymore. I don't even like know where I belong, where I fit. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And in that process, you do actually see, like, I I know for me, I felt like I needed to step back from, you know, the quote unquote real world. Like I, I needed to just like be with self, be super, super intentional and selective with who I spent my time with. And therefore had that time to be able to recalibrate within and now I can go out like like in that time I couldn't be out in like a crowd I I didn't go to like family gatherings and Christmases and things with friends like I just couldn't be in certain situations because I I just I couldn't have that external energy but now I can because I've had I gave myself the time and space to be able to be solid and grounded in in who I am now. I don't know if you had a, a similar experience or can resonate with that at all, but that was definitely my experience. I feel so much more 
strong and grounded in in stepping into you know those situations that that feel a bit uncomfortable because you know that maybe they're not your place in the world yeah yeah for me I feel I totally resonate and I think for me it's like um the volume just got turned up on life and like things got brighter and everything just like came to life. Like for me, that first experience I had, it was literally a visceral, like my whole body like was vibrating. And I remember just being in like just such a beautiful place, like so in love with life. So just like high. And then my tower moment came later <laughs> when like through the journey, right. Cause you do, you go on this journey. Um, but I feel like it was like everything was so turned up that things just got real clear. Like the moments that didn't feel good, like it was real clear, like what didn't feel good and what did feel good. And what was a yes was like even louder. And I do remember it was probably maybe a few months into like after this big awakening experience, I had the feeling of being completely alone. Like I was in a group, I was held in this group of women and um, had a mentor at the time. And I, you know, I had loved my family, friends, but I still was feeling just completely alone. And I remember her saying that, like she said, I think this is a really important part for you. Like, I think this is an important piece of the puzzle for you to really just be in that and feel that. And for me, I think like going so far within sometimes like we do feel that we feel like we're so alone but then we come out on the other side and we realize it's like that like the full circle right of like we feel so alone but then we realize we are so connected to everything but that that feeling alone for me was really important like to have that period of my life where I was just deeply just internal mm-hmm. it was a really important part for me and so, yeah, I definitely resonate with like, they're just thing. And I found all things fell away without me even having to, but sometimes it was the choice of like, do I feel like going to this gathering and do I feel like, you know, doing this thing that I used to do, it actually doesn't feel good anymore. Mm. And so yeah, for sure. I resonate with that. Amazing. I would love to hear because you've had this incredible journey and where are you now? How do you say you serve in this most beautiful way? And I would love for you to share a little bit about what you do in the world, how you serve beautiful people in the world. And your work is so interesting and it's so up my alley. There's a reason why we connect so well with each other. Can you tell our audience a little bit about what you do? Yes, sure. So I think some of the pillars for me, astrology is a big piece of what I do. I love it. It's like a second language to me. I incorporate that into a lot of my work. Um, Deeply connected to the wisdom that we hold in our bodies. So like deep embodiment work, um, especially around our womb, like our womb wisdom. That's a big part of what I love. And I definitely bring the archetypes in to what I do. So I mentioned that. So the feminine archetypes, to me, archetypes just ignite parts of us. Um, And when you work with certain archetypes, they're really, really powerful. They were some of the like big openers for me at the start. Um, So energies like the dark feminine and the wild woman, right? And the queen and like all of these energies that when you really tune into them, for yourself, like what it brings up, 
that's a huge part of my work. Um, and I also, I work in the Akashic records. So I feel like I just kind of combine all of it and it's definitely my own version of work in the world because I've, right. I've trained with different people. I've worked with, um, a shaman from the Andean lineage. I've worked with a woman. I got trained her way in the Akashic records. I've done yoga teacher training. I've done Reiki certification. I've done all these certifications. And then one day it was just really loud of like, I was like, is there something out? Like, is there something else I'm supposed to do? Kind of when I was in that figuring out what I wanted to do. And it was like, no, because you're ver- you, what you're going to do is going to be so unique and different. And you actually don't need another certification. You don't need another, right? Like you've done the things. And now I feel like my work is just a combination of all of that. Um, so it's this really like deeply rooted in feminine wisdom that we hold within. Like, I think if I was to like bring it in, it's like I hold space for people to remember the wisdom within themselves. Oh, that's, that's like, yeah, that's the simplest way I can put it. <laughs> that's so beautiful. And there's so many different ways that I could take this conversation because you know so much about astrology and maybe like down the track, we could do like a whole, like we could do like a part two and do like a whole astrology thing and go like super, super deep there. But what I'd love to ask you about today is about those archetypes, because that was like a huge pivotal thing for me is working with the feminine archetypes in the beginning of my journey for somebody who's like, I have no idea what you were talking about. Like what is an archetype? Like how is it relevant to me? Can you give us like a little bit of an example about like what the archetypes are and then maybe we can go into some of them and how they, they show up. But just to start us off, like what, what are the feminine archetypes? For sure. Cause that was me at the start. I had no idea. That was actually one of the things that helped me find my mentor at the time was I heard the word archetype and I'm like, what is that? But like a light bulb went off my head. Like you need to look into this and Googled and found her on a podcast and then the rest is history. But that was me. I had no idea what an archetype was. And so archetypes are just parts of us. Anything can be an archetype, really. When you look at even astrology, I love that you brought up astrology because totally we could do a whole podcast on astrology. Um, though each each zodiac sign is an archetype, right? Aries holds a certain energy of like this fiery ignition, right? Aquarius holds this energy of like the revolutionary and the adventure. Those are archetypes. And so when you feel into divine feminine archetypes, the ones that I um, use the most and archetypes, they just, they ignite something in you. Mm-hmm. We all have all of them. Like as a collective, we all have all archetypes. You can, Carl Jung is a beautiful, um, right. He, he is like the, the king of, of archetypes. And so it's really like the, the psychology is that we hold all of the archetypes within us, but certain ones at different parts in our like at certain parts of our lives will ignite certain things for us. So the divine feminine archetypes, for instance, I mentioned some before, but the dark feminine, right? That's like really getting into the depths of what we desire. It's working a little bit with the shadow. And I love to say like the dark feminine, she play, like she plays with the shadow. She loves the shadow. Like she is not afraid of the shadow. That's where she's like, 
her gifts come. Like she discovers and remembers parts of herself. So when you're thinking about that within you, right, the dark feminine can help you clear things like shame or clearing things around being too much or anything that's like taboo. The dark feminine can help you um, kind of work with that. And then also the dark feminine is big on expression. She's a big like throat chakra, like learning to express ourselves and express our voice in the world. Um, And so that's just like a tiny snippet of the dark feminine, but that's one thread. Then you can feel into a different thread such as the embodied queen. Mm -hmm. To me, the embodied queen is a very heart connected like leader, but the way I, and the thing too, is there's shadow with every archetype. Mm-hmm. So the queen can be that like old rain, like I like, you know, it is me and I don't really care about anybody else. But the embodied queen is the energy of heart connected leadership, where she is like, we all can rise together. And that's how we are all going to be in our power. She is very much about connected to um, others. I love to like use the example of comparison when comparison comes up, when you're, when you're accessing that embodied queen archetype, when comparison comes up, you're able to see it and use it as inspiration. Like, wow, something is coming up here rather than going into um, like a judgment or a projecting your stuff on the other person the embodied queen takes that and uses it as inspiration. Like, wow, look at this amazing woman who's definitely bringing something up in me. Like what is in her that is getting mirrored back to me? And so there's this very like heart connected energy with the embodied queen. Um, But you can see how just some of those themes can get brought up with these archetypes. And then when you lean into the energies of them, they allow you to, um, just open and unlock different parts of yourself. I I love your example of that. Of, of, sorry, the way that you explained that about how it's about igniting the different parts of you. And I know for me, working with the archetypes gave me permission to be all of me because I think that it's a very common theme for women in particular to be the nice, polite, um, ladylike um, woman who, you know, does what she's told, does the right thing all the time, um, you know, or potentially it's the be like really, really, but then we're supposed to be like seductive, but not too seductive and, and you know, and to be, um, you know, pr- uh, strong and everything, but not too strong. So I think the archetypes are, <laughs> are a really beautiful permission slip to explore all of you. And I know for me, you know, you mentioned the dark feminine and, oh my God, I love working with the dark feminine. I feel like I spent like half of 2022 in the dark feminine and then I had to give myself permission that I'm allowed to step out of it <laughs> um, because it is, it's a really, you know, when you um, express your voice for the first time and, 
um, be wild or inappropriate. Um, and I actually really hate the word of, of the, like, that's not appropriate. I'm like, well, who the fuck decided what's appropriate? And that's my like dark friend. That's my wild woman coming in being like, who the fuck are you to tell me what's appropriate? And mm-hmm. exploring that it's it doesn't mean that you then go and live there all the time. I'm not going to go and live in my wild woman all like my raging wild woman all the time but by exploring it it means that I'm not shoving into that shadow self and I don't know the way that I like to think about it is we end up in the shadow side or like I like to think there's like the toxic side of of the archetypes when we don't acknowledge them when we don't acknowledge that wild woman, when we don't acknowledge that, um, you know, lover, seductress, then, or, or that that queen energy, when we don't acknowledge them and have them be seen and heard and understood, then it's 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 like they like they like throw a fit almost. Like I like to imagine, like the way that I kind of visualize it is, it's yeah. like these like different like kind of women inside of us, and they play these different parts. And when they're not seen and and heard and understood, and they turn into like a little kid throwing a tantrum, and they yes. manifest in your life. So I'd love to hear from you. How do um, these archetypes present in our life when we're not, um, you know, acknowledging them and and being in them in a uh, supportive, supportive way, how do they show up in a, in that shadow self, in that shadow side? Yeah. I feel like there's, there's a journey of the archetype itself. So you spoke to the kind of repressed when we're not paying attention to it. Right. So there's the, and there may be, we're not even, we don't even know it exists. Like, yeah. Right. Like totally not aware. Um, what I found is when we repress it and we deny it, or we're just not, we don't even know it's there. It'll come out in different ways. It'll come out maybe a little sideways. It'll come out just in all these different ways, but it's going to come out. Hmm. So when it's in that repressed period, that's an invitation for us to go in. Right. Cause when it's, when things start coming up, right? It's just an invitation. So there's that repressed period where um, we're just not in touch with that energy. And and we'll use a dark feminine because she's just such a beautiful, like she's just such a beautiful one. (laughs) So, and there's many different threads with this too. So we'll just go into um, one of the threads. So when, so let's say the energy of Lilith, Lilith is a dark feminine energy. Who's like the wild woman. Love Lilith. (laughs) Yeah, she's been coming up. So I'm like, we'll, we'll, we'll use her because she's been so loud lately. Um, when she's repressed, she can, you, and you mentioned rage, right? Like we can just kind of blurt and get mad and just like let our rage out to the people we love most usually <laughs> in not so pretty ways, right? And then there's also this this piece of working with, and being aware of it, right? So once we become aware of it, often I find there's a grief with Lilith. Mm. Like there's a grief underneath the rage. So once you're aware of it and moving through the rage is beautiful, like rage is beautiful, rage, any any emotion is just um, a sign or a message. It's a message for us, right? Any emotion is a message for us. 
So I found there's often a, a layer of grief underneath the rage. Mm-hmm. So then we have to kind of move through these different parts as we like, once you start to open the box, <laughs> it can get a little messy and that's okay. Like permission for it to be messy of there's going to be some rage that comes out. There's going to be grief. It's not always going to make sense, but there's just emotion that wants to move through. Cause it's been, it's been shut down for so long. Right. So when it starts to come out, it can look a million different ways, lots of emotions, but that's what I usually find with the thread of Lilith is there's rage, there's grief, um, and there's just deep emotion. But then as we start to work with it, Lilith, there's this beautiful energy of liberation and play and just being able to be in her fullness and just owning her fullness, right? So like expressing her fullness. And I find the more that we work with these energies and accept these it's because it's really accepting this part of ourselves. when I say work with these energies it's accepting a part of ourselves that we really do get to I, I believe we can get to a place where this energy is there but it's not distorted anymore or I don't even love that word but it's just not right it's not all over the place anymore where we can we can just tap into that energy from this beautifully embodied place of it doesn't have to look like the messy rage. Mm-hmm. And it, that's okay if that happens too. Like there's no there's no wrong in this. But I really do believe we can get to a place where we're living from a fully embodied, fully heart-connected Lilith energy, which looks like just being authentically yourself. Like she, the, the energy of Lilith is just full freedom to be yourself. Mm-hmm. Again, like for nobody else but you. Yeah, And I do really think we can get to a place where, cause the dark feminine to me, she just plays with life. Like this is, this is the, what I've been in the last couple of days. Cause it's just been so loud of just thinking into this energy of the dark feminine of being able to play with life and anything that comes my way, whether it is something that triggers me or inspires me and turns me on everything the dark feminine takes and she's like, oh, how can like how can we play and dance with this? Yeah. And it gets to be fun. Not to say there aren't hard moments or challenging moments, because for sure, like you'll come back to, you know, not wanting to express, or you'll come back to some rage you feel, or like all, there's always these little pockets of hidden things within us. But I really do think the 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 opportunity is to be able to hold all these archetypes from a just really beautifully embodied place where it doesn't throw us off anymore. It doesn't like take us down this whole like month long rage journey. We're just able to tap into them. Like when we need them, that's how I see them as just like these beautiful little tools that we can like, like, cause we can live from the dark feminine every single day. Like when we were playing with life and we're inviting in any, anything that's like triggering us or anything that's like a, a harder emotion to work through when we're inviting it in and saying yes to it, that's working with the dark feminine. And so it's definitely a journey with every archetype. It's like, you know, going from that repressed, opening the box, seeing what happens to now starting to move with it and dance with it and embody it in a way that feels good. And that doesn't feel completely all over the place. And if there are times in your life where things feel all over the place, that's okay too. 
Like it's all okay. And I think when you get to that place of acceptance, um, the archetypes don't feel so like scary and so like, you know, like they're going to just like take over because they, it's just, it's you, it's all you. (laughs) And it's all, and it's, you do reach that point where you feel them, like you feel them coming, you go, Oh, okay. Like my wild woman is coming up right now, like big time. And you actually, rather than it kind of coming up and manifesting in a really unhealthy way, because you're so not aware of it, you're kind of like, Oh, I am like really, really angry right now. Or I like am feeling really, um, I don't know, like I just want to be like walk around naked outside or something, like whatever it is, and you kind of feel it and you go, huh, and you actually have a choice. You go, well, what am I going to do about this right now? And I know for me that was, um, and again, that dark feminine and Lilith was a really big player here um, along with some of the other, you know, beautiful dark goddesses as well um, in in my journey at the beginning and I went on a retreat which was all around the the feminine goddesses and um and archetypes and it was incredible a lot of embodiment work and I was like all in like I had paid like four thousand dollars for this retreat I was it was the most amount of money I'd ever invested in myself at the time and I was like I am all in and in every single embodiment practice I was like yeah I'm all in we got to wild woman on like day five or something like that and my entire system was like, nope, you cannot do this. And I I didn't even realize that that was a thing. I didn't even realize that I had um, resistance to being angry or expressing emotion. But what I realized was that I had actually, you know, this, this um, kind of, you know, nice girl, happy person kind of thing was something that I felt like I had to be all the time. I couldn't shift out of that. And therefore that wild woman was feeling completely repressed. And I did, I I eventually surrendered and we had this incredible wild woman reclamation. And I essentially threw a massive tantrum and I screamed and I, yeah, I, we were outside on the grass and I bashed on the grass so hard that I had bruises on my hands and I like clawed at the grass and I, it was just the most beautiful, beautiful, beautiful experience of my entire life. And then I, I honestly, I was like energetically throwing up. It was like this, like, like somebody was like, it was, I I honestly feel like as though Lilith reached her arm down my throat into like the depths of my gut and like pulled out all this um, repressed energy. And that's all it is. This is just energy. But this was a part of myself that I wasn't expressing. And, you know, you talked about um, astrology earlier. Like I'm an Aries. And for an Aries to not express fire, like <laughs> it does, it becomes like caged in. And the point that I'm making here is that from that moment, I have therefore been able to feel those um emotions come up so like I'll do things like I'll I'll kind of if I feel it come up and it's and it feels like it's not the best time to express that rage I'll like go okay just give us some time and I'll hop in the car and I'll just scream 
Like, you know, or I'll go and just kind of like lie on the grass and cry, like, and just feel really, really, really grounded or like whatever it is. But when you reach that point where you're able to see those parts of you, you're able to actually do something about it and express that that side of you, which, you know, you talk about the dark feminine is all about that expression. Um, and it's life-changing. It is genuinely life-changing because as women, we are, like I like to think of it as of us as like shapeshifters. We're shapeshifters. We shift into these different parts of ourselves and to be told that we have to be one way all the time is just ridiculous. It's <laughs> and we're we're not one, we're not one way of being, we're not one um part of ourselves. We are it all. And I think that working with the archetypes really gives us permission to be it all. I would love to hear, we've talked about like the dark feminine. I'd love to hear a little bit about some of our beautiful, like um uh I guess light feminine archetypes, you know, like our our uh, lover goddesses or um you know our the maiden or wherever you're feeling like you want to go, but that you know, because I really want to honor that we have those parts of ourselves as well, which are there and they're so beautiful and I love them. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I also feel like all of the archetypes, um even the dark feminine, for me, what I've really come to in my work is getting to a place where we reach that like heart centered energy with all of them. Mm-hmm. And, and in a way, it's like it all kind of they all kind of like at one point, like come to this like, you know, um, similarity of like they're all just this really heart expansive energies like you can feel into the fierce love of the dark goddess you can feel into that like heart connected energy with the embodied queen that i talked about yeah and the one that's coming as you were mentioning that is magdalene the energy of magdalene she's my girl yeah. she's my yeah she's my she's she's always there with me so beautiful yeah so i can really feel her as that like sensual um so i'll go into her in a minute the other piece that was coming up too was it's almost like when you were speaking, it's almost like we get to drive the ship now rather than it driving us. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause like, and I'm curious how that felt for you before, like before opening to the wild woman, cause that's another piece of resistance. Sometimes it feels like there's nothing there or there's just this resistance or there's just like quiet. That happened to me as well with the, um, the mystic archetype. I remember it was the first archetype that we explored and I was like, Nope, nothing there. And like, that's literally what I am. Like you are, you're like the (laughs) priestess. It was literally the priestess archetype. And so oftentimes the one that there's the most for us, whether it's in the moment or just the most for us in general, there can be resistance and a complete like, nope. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm curious too, for you, like before opening to that archetype of the wild woman and after how it felt like with the energies of will use like rage or like some of those like energies that come out. Cause you spoke to that. How sometimes now you'll just get into a car and you're like, all right, I'll just, I'm in the driver's seat. I'm going to let this move through me. Whereas like what it looked like before, you don't have to go into details, but just like, I'm sure there's a difference you could feel in how you driving the ship versus it driving you. Yeah. 
I think for me and something that I've really, I've learned about myself and astrology plays a part in here too, because, and again, I am not like super, <laughs> like, like a deep understanding of like astrology, but I understand kind of like basic parts. And something that I understood was, yes, I'm an Aries sun, but I'm a um, Capricorn moon and a Sagittarius rising, which what I understand there is the Aries is super fiery and um vibrant and kind of a little bit all over the all over the place and um wild and particularly when I was a teenager I used to have like oh my god my poor my poor parents I used to have like raging fits where I'm like I think our teenage years I think our teenage years are some of like the best moments for our archetypes just to go wild because my mom says the same thing yeah and I would just like have these like oh my god like thought I remember like throwing things and like scream crying and then at some point in time it just kind of like I I learned (laughs) how to like hold it all together and that's how it felt for my whole life and that's where that Capricorn and that Sagittarius likes to have their shit together like they like to you know it's a little bit of like that shell of I will present to the world in this way I guess and that's like the basic kind of understanding that I have but it's also kind of uh structure so it it does kind of juxtapose that real wild Aries fiery all over the place energy that I have but what that meant was is that I I didn't even acknowledge that I had things to be well well, that I I don't even need to have things to be angry about I'm going to just chuck that in the bin I didn't even acknowledge that I had any rage or like intense emotions within me. I didn't even acknowledge it. Like it just, it was like, it's not even there. And now what I understand is that it's actually, they're actually really beautiful and that they are there and that I don't actually have to have a reason for feeling that way. And I think that's the thing is people go, well, I don't, I don't have a reason to be really angry. And I actually did have reasons to be really angry, you know, in life that I didn't express and I had, you know, just rage that was there that just wanted to be felt. Um, so I think that the the shift that happened was just the acknowledgement that it's okay to feel that way. It's okay to be messy. It's okay to not know what the fuck I'm doing and to feel upset about that and to also be seen in that. So I think that's how I show up in the world is, you know, particularly with some people that I'm closest with, Um I am really transparent about where I'm at. I'm not, uh, and that doesn't mean that I don't have situations where I'm like, no, I'm supposed to kind of like have it all together. And and that's, you know, me protecting myself from certain situations. I'm not going to go into like my professional workplace and be like, fuck, I'm so fucked off right now. Like I'm not going to do that. But I'm, you know, able to kind of present and go, I'm having a day where I just want to be left alone. Or I, can you just like hold me right now and just let me cry and just see me in that way. And I've opened up more and more and more to being able to do that. And that has been profound in just feeling seen, I guess, which is ultimately like the the feminine wants to be seen, you know, it's, it's huge. So that's really, um, it's not suppressed anymore. And I think we know that suppressed 
emotions can well they they will manifest in in the body as illness and that's you know a whole other journey that I've had so I think that's definitely been like a huge part of that yeah yeah and that's a beautiful piece to bring up too of they manifest in different ways and it's not always sometimes it is that like rage that we're just like you know projecting but sometimes too it's within our body we can have things going on within our body, um, chronic things, sometimes even flares, flare up of things um, that I really, really do believe is attributed to like repressing a lot of our energies, um, whether it's rage or um, anything really, any of the emotions, if we're repressing it, it can really manifest in the body. Well, I think um, that's something that I'd like to, before we like go on is, is, I like to think of like when, and again, this is all of the archetypes, when we don't acknowledge them and and feel them and embody them, there's kind of two ways that you can go. It can kind of come out and let's use the wild woman as an example there, for instance, when it's not expressed, it can come out as like, you know, I, I like to think of that like quote unquote crazy lady on the street who's just yelling at everybody or like screaming and is just like fuck you you fucking and like all over the place and like real like expressing in a super toxic way like projecting it all and then there's another way that it can go where it's like completely um unexpressed at all of that like nicey nicey girl which was probably where I was is I was like happy all the time I am happy I am not allowed to feel like uncomfortable emotions and it comes into that space where it's which is also super unhealthy it's like I don't have any anger like I'm not angry about anything there's nothing like I don't feel these emotions and and then that's completely unexpressed as well and that's where it can really manifest in the body in in illness and things like that so there's that that kind of um it can express in those two different ways so some people might be going oh well I'm not like out there just like randomly yelling at people but if you're not acknowledging that you have you know beautiful rage within you at all and, and it's the same with you for instance like the lover goddesses or the if you're you know not expressing your sexuality and you know and being in that in that space at all it can manifest in you know sleeping around a lot and you know not respecting your body or you know and 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 all that way and or it can come into the total opposite where it's like your your whole body you're so disconnected from your body you're not you're not kind of expressing your sexuality at all so and you can have pleasure at all yeah yeah and you're like it's you know a little bit prudish of 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 you know um, oh no, I would never do that. And, you know, it's a, and a lot of shaming on, um, on for other people, you know, expressing their sexuality and, and things like that. So um, with that, I'd love to like talk a little bit about those like beautiful, um, those kind of more like, let's think about like the, those like more like typical feminine um, archetypes, you know, the, the ones that I think sometimes we swing, we've swung a little bit away from them a little bit, but they're so beautiful. I think with that, like the rise of the feminine and where, you know, like, uh, you know, the women empowerment movement, it's like, well, now we're not allowed to be these kind of playful um, and fun and girly archetypes sometimes. So I'd love to hear just a little bit about that and then we'll 
start to wrap up because we've been here for a little while. (laughs) Of course. Um, Yeah. And I think you brought us into that energy of like that sensual goddess who is connected to her body and, you know, the energy of Magdalene, for example, um, to me, she falls into like the lover and the sensual kind of goddess energy. And to me, those energies are just so connected to the body Mm-hmm. and are able to listen to the wisdom of the body, are able to appreciate the pleasure that we get to experience in these bodies. Because to me, it's like, it's the whole point of being here. We are in these bodies. Like if we didn't have these bodies, we would just be a soul floating out you know, somewhere, probably having a great time, but not having the experience of touch, of like the physical beauty of life. And so like our bodies are our chance to be here, right? Like that is it. And so with these energies, it's like really, really having reverence for the body and moving through all the stuff that that brings up with the body, um, our own um, feelings towards our own bodies, our own judgments, our own, like looking at our flaws and all of that, bringing it into a place where we are fully loving ourselves in all of our flaws and all we all have flaws right we're human that's that's the whole point it's just getting to a place where we are so connected to our bodies where we can feel the pleasure of life where we get to experience like all of the beautiful the beautiful parts of life and to me magdalene is so heart connected to it like the body like she's this beautiful energy of being heart connected of really tuning into the beauty of being human and also um she's a beautiful energy to work with around shame that we hold in the body um anything that's around like any sexual shame she's a really beautiful one to work with and healing that um and she she has a lot of depth to her though because i think that's um kind of the entry point of like Magdalene but she ultimately she's a priestess she ultimately like she has some magic that um they trace actually her energy back to Isis and like the temple of Isis so but coming back to that one of um a priestess of Isis Isis wasn't she yes yeah 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 and really like that sensual goddess energy is so beautiful like it's just like what is better than feeling and like being in life and like being able to feel more and i think one of the pieces that's coming up of like why why do we work with these archetypes like why open to all these parts of us whether it's the dark feminine or the queen or magdalene it's so that we are able to really be in the fullness of our life Mm -hmm. so that we can like our work becomes we're more creative in our work. We are more passionate and turned on by our work. There's more depth in our relationships, more connection in our relationships. Like life becomes more full, the more we open to the fullness of ourselves. And so all these threads, all these different archetypes kind of unlock different parts of us that when we work with them, we get to be all of it. And we get to really like just have all that we want, be all that we want. Um, and that's one of the things that's coming up of like, well, why work with the archetypes, you know, and I'm sure anybody listening to your podcast is going to get why to work with the archetypes, but yeah. just to bring that in, like, why even go there? Cause mm-hmm. it just, 
it opens up this fullness of life. And I think that, you know, just to like bring it around full circle and to also, you know, I'm all about manifestation and, and creating that dream life for yourself. When you are able to be like fully in that feminine space, and we haven't even touched on the masculine, the masculine is also a super, super important aspect here. But when we are able to really be all the parts of our feminine, you become magnetic. You actually become magnetic. And I, I'm sure that we can all like remember a time when you've seen a woman and I like to also actually think of like a like a child as well. And they're just so present and loving like life. And they're so in their pleasure. Like I think of like my um my little stepdaughter. And when she eats, with every bite, she is like, mm, oh my gosh, this is so good. I love this. And she's like literally like she like looks at it and she smells it and she eats it. And if you like take that energy, like that is the feminine in her um, power. And I just invite anybody who's listening to just bring more of that into your life. Like buy like like a watermelon and eat a slice of watermelon as slowly as you can. Buy a, a bouquet of flowers and just smell them and look at them and take some time, go on a walk and just like listen to the trees and like soak it all, let it like soak into your like soul because every like little bit of pleasure, like just sit there tickling your arm, like whatever it is, just be in your, in your pleasure. And that doesn't have to be like a sexual thing. It's just a, you know, and it can be as well. Just be in your pleasure. And and the beautiful thing that here that we've done is we've we've talked a lot about that dark feminine and those uncomfortable emotions. The deeper we're able to feel those uncomfortable emotions, the greater we're able to feel those like uh beautiful, um pleasure filled emotions and feelings so if you're kind of again asking well why would I why would I do this it's like um turning up the volume and the saturation on life everything feels so delicious because we're not numbing anymore and that's that's the feminine in like her full power and then when we're in that space we do we become a magnet things just attract to you and it's it's really 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 powerful stuff it's really powerful um i would love to talk to you forever you <laughs> <Me> too <laughs> um i just to wrap up our questions because um we are all i've like lost my train of thought here I'd love to hear about a beautiful manifestation that has unfolded in your life and how it unfolded for you. Yeah. Oh my God. There's so many. Um, let's see. I think a really beautiful, tangible one um, that I actually think I'm getting like to the end of now moving into a whole new place, but I manifested um, this house, this apartment that I'm living in now. And I actually, I think I'm getting to the point of like, ready for the next one 
But when I found this apartment, it was such a feminine way of doing it. Like I tried to look for an apartment. Um, I was moving back home from, cause I said I, I had moved across the country during that time. I moved back home and I had no idea where I was going to live. So I was doing the, the search, right? Like the search of Volley, they couldn't find anything. So finally I was having a conversation with a friend and she was like, we just, we were just like talking about the feminine way of doing it, of what about just like leaning in. And then I saw my uncle drive by, who's a realtor and he just knows people and he doesn't rent, he doesn't do rental realty, but he, you know, he knows a lot of people. I see him drive by and I'm like, oh, maybe I should just like give this to him because <laughs> it's not working for me. So I, I asked him, I said, would you, you know, would you mind like looking for an apartment? If you, if anything comes up, just let me know. And then I sat back, didn't do anything. I didn't look at apartments. I just felt into what I, what I knew I wanted it to feel like. And I knew the area I wanted to live in. And that's where I was talking to that friend. I was driving around in the area I wanted to live in, which by the way, is the most, most um, expensive part of the city. Yeah. So, you know, logically it didn't make sense, but I just knew, like I was, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to live here. And saw that's where I saw my uncle. And it was the most feminine way because I just, I, I asked and then I sat back and I let it come to me. Literally, I was sitting outside one morning, just like having my tea. And I get a call that um, my uncle's friend had a place and he's like, he's there. You want to go look at it in 10 minutes? Sure. I went and looked and I walked in and I was like, yep, this is my place in my dream place that I wanted it to be. It feels like I, it just feels right. And that was a, that was a, that's a good tangible example of one because I was just so in my feminine with it. The searching for it wasn't working. So when I actually leaned back and just trusted, mm -hmm. it came to me. Yeah. And that's kind of like the energy I've been in this year of like letting things come to me. Um, and it works. <laughs> It does. It does. It's, I love that story. I've heard that one before. And I'd love to share, and you can chime in on this one, but a beautiful manifestation that happened for both of us at this, just like yeah. together. I like, I was like, I'm going to share this story because it's just so like That's such a, a good fun one. example. A so Alexis and I were like on retreat together and we didn't really connect that much. Well, like there was like 20 women on the retreat. Um, We just didn't kind of sit in the same places or like end up being in the same like we chatted a few times um but we both uh were staying like an extra like five or so days in Costa Rica after the retreat um down in Uvita so towards the end of the retreat we were like um we'll we'll share like a, a car down there with with one of our other beautiful sisters who was there as well and we literally were like, cool, like we'll share a car. This will be great. We'll get to know each other. We'll kind of do a couple of things together. We'd both booked Airbnbs completely separately. And we were on the ferry um, ready to go. And we're like, okay, well, like we've got to tell the, the driver like where we're going. And we're like, I wonder how far we are from each other so that we can kind of do some things with each other. And we were both talking about... <laughs> about yeah we're in this like little like it's kind of like a little mini kind of house thing um and there's like one other one on the property and Alexis goes I think I'm like I've got the kind of the same kind of thing and we both looked at each other and we're like 
are we staying at the same place? And we're like, I've been talking to this person. And then you've gone, I've been talking to that person. And we looked and we were literally on this like little block of land. And there's like two little kind of, what are they called? They're called like casitas, aren't they? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And we're literally like, I'm talking from my little hammock in the front. I could see Alexis on her little like balcony and we were like right next door to each other. And it was so perfect. Um, And the reason that was is what was so interesting, and I know that you kind of had a little bit of a similar experience as well of when you went to book, it was like I I went on like quite a few times to book and I just kept on hearing, no, not yet, no, not yet, or not that one, not that one. And there are so many Airbnbs in Uvita, like so many in the place. It's quite spread out. Um, And as soon as I saw that place and there was no like particular reason as to why I booked where I booked. It just felt, it was very much my intuition going, stay there. And I also know that like, I was trying to figure out if I should rent a car or um, if I should book some things to do. And I wasn't really sure what I was going to do while I was there. And I just kept on hearing this, just wait, just wait, just wait. You'll be fine. Just wait. And then of course, we ended up like together and we spent like five beautiful days together. And no wonder we didn't connect on the retreat because we knew that we would have <laughs> some, you know, the universe knew that we would have five beautiful days to connect with each other afterwards. Oh my God. I know. And for me, it was, I was in meditation and I was like asking, because I did the same thing. I kept going on and I'm like, I don't, I, it's not a, it's not like a loud yes for any of these. And so in meditation, I kind of asked like, okay, where am I supposed to be? What am I supposed to do? And all I saw was just a bedroom on the second floor, um, like waking up to a bedroom on a second floor. So I was like, okay. And literally that was one of the only Airbnbs that had that. And it's funny because our, yours was opposite. Your bedroom was on the first floor. My bedroom was on the second floor. And that was the thing though. It was like just trusting that message and that vision I had of me having an air, a bedroom on the second floor. And it led me to the perfect Airbnb next to you. Oh my gosh. And I know that actually one thing that kept on coming up for me, I was like, I want a hammock. I want a hammock and I want to be like surrounded by trees in the jungle. And that's exactly like, we literally, I literally had a toucan. Like we had toucans like flying around us and sitting in the trees around it. Like we were in the jungle. It was so perfect. And I'm so like, we just giggled so much about it. Like every day we'd be like, how funny is this? This is hilarious. It's like um, such a beautiful example of when you trust and follow, like mm-hmm. magic happens. And it's, it's better than what you plan. Like we couldn't have planned that. Like we couldn't yeah. have planned that. We didn't, you know, and we weren't going to kind of like, you know, you're going on a retreat with somebody, but you don't know if you're going to connect with somebody. So we didn't want to like, um book somewhere with and share a place with somebody when you don't know them like you might kind of you know knock it along and that's totally okay too but it just worked out so perfectly that we just oh it was so good and we would just go to our beautiful cafe and sit there for hours on end eating smoothie bowls chatting and just in loving life it was so taking like five hours to walk places because we were just in our feminine smelling things patting dogs (laughs) Yes. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. So good. All right. I believe that by declaring our desires out loud, we anchor them in. And I am just on a mission to get rid of this whole like make a wish, but don't tell anybody about it or it won't come true. I think we need to like voice our desires. So I would love to know what is something you are currently manifesting. 
So this is one I haven't, I don't think I've shared this publicly. And you know, I, anyone in my life knows about this one. Yeah. Um, but I am definitely manifesting a partner, my partner. Yeah. In life. And this has been, this has been a big one. This has been probably my greatest journey in trust and surrender and leaning more into my feminine because mm-hmm. there's nothing I can do nope. <laughs> to get this one. Like I have, I have tried all the things to do. Um, it has been my greatest lesson in trust and surrender and leaning more into my feminine. And there it is. Now I've declared it publicly out loud yeah. that I am calling in. Yeah. My partner. And so it is, and so it is, and so it is. And you're going to call in the most beautiful partner. I feel like I can see him right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can definitely feel like the energy of him, but to- totally, totally cannot wait to like see who he actually is. <laughs> I'm so excited, but I'm so excited to hear hear about it when he, when he comes into your life and we get to um medium and oh it's gonna be so beautiful and that's like I really want to like anchoring like you talked about this because I had this similar thing of like I could feel my my partner before I called him in for years like I was like he's there and I would just I knew that he was there and I, I felt connected connected to it and that didn't mean that it's the second I met him I was like you are who I've been looking for um but you feel it and you're tuning in and and like with that you trust and like you trust and surrender trust and surrender and it is it's the hardest thing to do but it is it's just stepping back and it's so beautiful and I'm so I'm so excited for you <laughs> thank you so much for coming on Alexis I'm so grateful I would love to know how we can connect with you um how we can get all up in your space. I know that you have a beautiful archetype quiz uh, on your Instagram that I bet you can tell us all about and um, our beautiful listeners can can learn more from you. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, that's a perfect, especially after our conversation today. Um, yeah, that's a perfect, just you can go to uh, my Instagram is inner mystica. And yeah, take the priestess quiz. So it goes through all the different archetypes. You can explore which archetype you are, gives you some really juicy um, information on each one. There's a playlist for each one. It's really fun um, Mm. to go through that. Yeah. And see which archetype you are. So that is on my quiz. And I also have astrology readings open right now in January. So I open them only a couple of times a year, but definitely that's another thing with my astrology readings, I incorporate the feminine archetypes. So there are asteroids that represent the different feminine archetypes and not all astrologers use them. Um, but I have found, especially with, you know, with my clients and the women I work with, they have been so powerful. So that's another way um, through astrology to tune into some of your archetypes. Um, and I have readings open right now for that. Oh my gosh. Yes. I might. I might jump on board. I feel like I need an astrology reading. It'd be so good. And maybe we can organize a time like in the next couple of months and we can do like a another episode 
and we can go deep into some astrology stuff because I have not gone there on my um, podcast yet and I know that that would be so much fun oh my gosh and I would just be like a little um like little puppy dog just kind of like oh tell me more tell me more tell me more um I love I love that was that was also part of our time in Costa Rica was me just asking Alexis about astrology (laughs) (laughs) that would be a fun one yeah beautiful I will put all of those links in the show notes um I am so grateful that you were here thank you so much for coming on um I'm just I'm so grateful for your friendship I really really am and I love you so much (laughs) I love you thanks for having me on Wow, what a beautiful episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you have listened this far, I really want you to take the time to give yourself a pat on the back and just feel really, really proud of yourself. Taking the time to listen to conversations like this really does raise your vibration. It shifts your perspective it opens your mind and your heart and I am so incredibly grateful that you took the time to listen through to the end and if you found value here if you enjoyed listening to the show I would be even more incredibly grateful if you could leave a review and rate the show over on Apple Podcasts oh my gosh that would just be like giving me a huge big virtual hug and as always if you got something out of this I would love to hear from you come and dm me over at I am Emily Burke on Instagram and until next time keep creating that dream life you've been waiting for